Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet, a betting site with a difference. Not only are we offering the best available odds on a United win, we've also got exclusive special bets created by Reds. And as we share half our net profits with the United supporters community, no matter what, the fans can always end up winning. Check out our website, redarmybet.com, or download the app, Red Army Bet. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten, and it's three hours before kickoff. I'm here with you, and uh, United are about to play Watford. And it's a beautiful day. It's not often we've been able to say that this season before a Manchester United game. We've not had a season as bad as this weather-wise in 29 years of doing United We Stand. December was absolutely horrendous. You could have uh, a, a dry Friday, and then Saturday or the Sunday when the game would be on lagging it down so it's a nice to uh, finish the season with a bit of sunshine I'm stood at the junction with Sir Matt Busby Way and Chester Road and I'm with Malcolm Hancock Malcolm has sold um, souvenirs here so for how long? since 1979 and it's your last day? yeah last day today yeah. why are you calling it a day? Um, I think this season's kind of kiboshed it put the hat on it with the weather we've had it's just been like too much even for me and I'm used to some bad weather here but this season has just been it seems like you were saying before it's it seems to have waited for match day every single one of them we've had blizzards rain heavy pissing down rain every every game it's just been absolutely horrendous so and I've just I want to have a couple of lions and come and have a beer and go to the game how old do you know 67 so you've done a massive shift and how's the, the, the demographic how have the, the United crowd changed over the years the type oh, of people going to matches massively yeah it's you know now it's sort of I would say a third football tourism you know it's, yeah are they good customers for you well yeah they, they are our customers yeah you know, because locals they don't pump no. they don't buy no, no. no. if they do you, you find that like the games where the, the locals come with like the likes of um testimonials and things like that yeah you sell the um, uh, the stuff the Roy Keane the Cantona the bestie you know everybody nostalgia sells when it's stuff like that yeah you know and when we're playing shit nostalgia sells does it yeah because yeah. I always remember Liverpool books outselling Manchester United books yeah. up until very very recently well, even though Manchester United are a bigger club and it, yeah. it's the nostalgia market that's right because they've not had, they didn't have the yeah. success did they said you know how long is it since they won the league now 27 28 yeah. years 1990 yeah and um, may it continue. you've done a two part series about some of your favourite memories yeah. selling swag at Old Trafford and yeah. we've had a very good feedback for that Thank, thanks for doing that some of the scrapes you've had over the years. Yeah, some of, some of it was at concerts as well as yeah, as well as the football. Yeah, so it wasn't just the. Um, one of your biggest football. ones was when the Pope visited Manchester. Oh yeah, the Pope tour. Pope tour. So you're following the Pope round selling Pope tour t-shirts and, and uh, that flags. Was... Yeah, papal flags. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. Yeah. But oh. uh, no, he was better than the Stones that year, the Pope. Was he? <laughs> True, he was honestly. Oh, easy, didn't the Pope? We had more dough on the Pope than the Stones. And where, where, have you ever been left high and dry by? getting stuff made where it just hasn't sold partly maybe because of the weather or because you've been nicked or uh, occasionally but I would say you know um, it's always been it's always been the, the, the goods outweighed the bad you know over the years if, after a while you get to know what you're ordering and you know what to get how many to get and things like that it's just sort of trial and error you know but um, there's been times I remember one of the time at doing Michael Jackson at Wembley with a with a fly poster which was about 
seven foot by three foot. Yeah. So you can imagine the weight of that. Yeah. Walked all the way around Wembley Stadium with it. You've been there often enough. You know how big it is. We've walked from like Wembley Park Tube all the way around the other side. Flopped the gear down, bollocks. Fucking cut it open, threw it open. Pink Floyd, the wall. You're joking. <laughs> 200 Pink Floyd, the wall. <laughs> Try and sell them at Michael Jackson fans. <laughs> you can't get back to the van to get them, you know. The first bit of feedback I got on your article last month was from my mum which, oh, right. which surprised me because uh, I didn't think that she read United We Stand so I'll have to watch what we write in the future but <laughs> she said she knew you back from living in Old Trafford in the, yeah, the 60s in the day, yeah. so yeah. you used to knock about with her and, yeah, yeah yeah we used to go to clubs and stuff together when we were like in our teens yeah so you're gonna, sister. You, you're going to enjoy going to United well maybe and just watching the games as a, as a fan now not having yeah, to work it'd be, it'd be really novel because um, you know everybody comes as a beer and you know, like it's a different sort of ball game. It's like when I go to an away game, it's great, I really enjoy it. So it's going to be like. Because you're not working? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I have no idea what it's like at home for years. When I've did you last see a kickoff time at home? Oh, I never missed the kickoffs. Right. It's the, it's the it, goals at the end I missed. What's how, how far before? Hundreds. Yeah. Five minutes I've you missed. You can yeah. imagine how many I've missed in the Fergie era, especially. Yeah. But, you know, it's the ju- standing joke with everyone I sit next to is that, you know, Mount, will you go so we can score? You know, the sooner you go, we'll get one. You know, and uh, yeah, I've missed loads. Lovely to sort yeah. yeah all all the best. Andy. Good man. I'm going to carry on walking down. Cheers. It's not me away. I hope to see you around. Nice one. Take care, mate. So it's the final home game of the season. It's Watford at Old Trafford. It's a nothing game, really. I'm told that some players who've never played before are going to play the game. Um, Watford are safe. United have finished second. A lot of positives from this season and a bit of frustration as well because of football has not been great as often as people would like it to have been but we've had some fantastic results beating City away was brilliant second half the second half at Palace was really good beating Liverpool at home I think that was the best atmosphere I experienced at Old Trafford been a few good European trips as well and there's always loads of room for improvement and I was looking at some statistics yesterday that Salah had scored 31 league goals United's top scorer is Romelu Lukaku who's had a good season and he scored 16 I'm just coming up to the lads who are selling United we stand uh, you've been stood in all weathers selling it this season how bad has it been what was the worst day uh, for me Brighton I reckon. Brighton yeah. in the cup in March yeah, I reckon it was, that was yeah. when it snowed oh, absolute blizzards every five minutes it was a- I've been doing this about eight or nine years now and this has been, for me, the worst season ever, weather-wise. It's yeah. been horrendous. So nice today. Yeah, what an extreme, what a different extreme this is, eh? <laughs> yeah, Brighton was bad though, wasn't it? We, we, actually, we actually sat the game off and went, we sat going in the ground and went to the pub and watched it because yeah. we couldn't stand any more cold. <laughs> yeah. How will this season be remembered? I know it's still in play because we've got the FA Cup yeah. final next week. And how do you think history will remember this season? It's not... Progress has been made. We, well, it was six last year. And yeah. You know, it's a massive difference. But I just think, considering the gap city of, you know, from us to them, that's going to make it go. Obviously, a bit more disappointing. But if we're in next week, it's I still consider it as a success in my view. Hard to bridge that gap given our yeah. good city look. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's just still. 
I'm still struggling from when Fergie left, and that's that's the that's the matter of it. And Someone said to me after West Ham the other night, look, we're just going to have a few years where we're not the best team and you've just got to take it. And that's the way that, that football is. It's just hard to take when you see how big Manchester United are, you see the quality of the players there. I didn't do West Ham after the game because I went downstairs to try and speak to some of the players and did do them. That was so, so bad for me as a game. That was so terribly bad. Nil-nil. It was woeful. So the, the, the meaningless yeah. games by the end of the game. Them games mm. should be like soccer agent, and them games should finish yeah. seven all. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than nil nil. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Them sort of games. Are, I know, I know. He wants to finish second, but you can't tell me with two games to go. We need one point. Yeah. One of the games home to Watford. You can't play a bit more gun go and, and have yeah. a go. And that, that's what lets him down. You can't really argue with the results. You know, you, the progress has been made. The point to tell is okay, but it's the manner of it. And, and all right, in certain games you've got to go and play away. You can't tell me against. I mean, the league's absolutely tossing it. You know, 14 teams in that league, you shouldn't have to play that way against them. I spoke to a couple of the West Ham players after the game, and one of them's played pretty much every game this season for West Ham, and he said Manchester United were in the top three worst teams that have come here. That's how bad they were. Now, you can say United didn't need to win it. Yeah. United put four goals past them mm. at Old Trafford, so... But he's also entitled to his opinion, yeah. and he said City came a few weeks earlier and just battered us. Yeah. Just battered us. Yeah. He still plays a part, though, doesn't he? You know, you've got the cup final next week. You know, if you're a player, do you really want to go into tackles at 100%, knowing that he might not get out of the cup final? But what was more disappointing for me was, like, for example, Brighton, when he's played fringe players who might be looking at getting a, you know, one or two places up for Grattan, and they, they didn't really take it. They didn't look bothered. It's obviously don't trust a lot of them players. I think if he gets. Do you think they trust him, the players? I'd, some of them, I don't think they do. I, I think he's. In my view, I think he's singled out a couple of them unfairly. Um, he's an attacking player. Would you in, want to play for Mourinho yeah. if he's an attacking player? Well, they don't. Exactly. So the problem they've got is he earns too much money. So they look for a move because they want to enjoy the football, but no one can afford to pay what Manchester United are playing. Well, the thing is, we have seen decent football. I have, it's not as much, but I have seen that we can play decent stuff. Been some really and good games this year. I really have enjoyed a lot of the games. And not, not just the headline ones. I remember coming out of the Newcastle game in November, yeah, right, where they took the lead, thinking, well, "I've just seen a really good game of football here." I don't buy into the, the, the total doom, but it would have been nice for the season to finish on a yeah. high with. But I, you, know, you can't just all blame the, the manager. Either. You got to blame a lot of the players yeah, for that yeah. because they churned out some good performances. A week later, we get beat off, you know, Brighton, for example, and it's not it's not good enough for that. So it's. I can't wait today for us to go 1-0 up and shut up shop. <laughs> Michael Carrick's last game. Um, what are your favourite Carrick memories? Uh, he's, he's one of them players you don't really have that many memories of him, do you? Because he doesn't score, he doesn't that. score yeah. that many goals. He influences he rather than yeah, changes games. Yeah. He just, just goes about his job very quietly. I think that's his most memorable thing about him is how unmemorable he is, if that kind of makes sense. You know, John, Carrick? Hang on, the, um, yeah, I think uh, I remember about five years ago, everyone was slating him and saying he needs out. He was like yeah. the kind of one everyone loved to hate, yeah. and he's and he's turned it round at the end of his career, which is all credit to him. You know, like the lad said, he doesn't get many goals, but he's one of them. We're missing when he's not there. He brings that control for me to to a football match. He's a Rolls Royce for me. I'll, I've always been a what, big a car? fan of him. Yeah, yeah. Not, he's not a human. Just, it's smooth. Did smooth you ever driven a Rolls Royce? <laughs> He didn't expect one in 2016 or 2017, so can't fully write him off. All right, I'm going to carry on. I'm just walking across the Old Trafford forecourt, uh, a glorious day. 
and uh, I hear rather than see a gentleman singing and then I look over and see him because you're a Watford fan what's your name? Scott Archer right and could you describe for people listening your attire today? well I've come in a nice pair of sparkly silver shoes and uh, a nice green sequin tailcoat where are you from? I'm from Walsall in the Midlands how long have you followed the Hornets? 14 years you get to a lot of games? I go to uh, whichever games that take me fancy really. I've never really been a fan of going to watch and play the big clubs because nine times out of ten you always guarantee that you're going to lose. What, why does a man from Warsaw support Watford? Why Why not Warsaw or Villa or West Brom or Wolves? Well, you see, I grew, I grew up in a West Brom family. My, yeah. dad, my dad's a big Albion supporter. His sister, big Albion supporter. My youngest sister then followed the Albion as well. And football never really appealed to me until I, until I really started getting into Elton John's music. Yeah. And uh, that was just the start of it. And from the first time that I went down to Vicarage Road, I've just fell in love with the place and I can't get enough. I've so got to keep going back. It's, it's like a drug. So the Elton John connection is the main reason. Which, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's inspired me to do a lot of, a lot of things in my life. Um, you know, I still... I still think even when I was growing up in, uh, in my teens, I nearly died from um, my appendix bursting. And there was a certain song from an album called Goodbye Yellow Brick Road called Someone Saved My Life Tonight. And I think that, that's, that song is what I believed saved me from certain death. Um, and, you know, I've just always been... Uh, connected to his music and I just can't get enough you've got glasses of the style which Elton John would wear you've even got an earring if I'm not mistaken does he Elton John got an earring like that as well pretty similar but he's got more earrings and glasses than I could ever imagine have you ever met him I've uh, I've seen him four times Um, I've literally come as close to him as I am to you now which is what about 20 centimetres 20 centimetres away um, when I went to see him on my second concert, the Red Piano in uh, Birmingham at the NIA, back in 2008. I just wish at the time I'd have asked him if I could have gone on stage and sang your song with him. What's your favourite Elton John song? I've always been a fan of I'm Still Standing. Yeah. Um, um, can you sing? I can. Go on. There's 20-odd thousand people listening to this. Can you do... And you can tell everybody this is your song. It may be quite simple, but now that it's done, I hope you don't mind, I hope you don't mind that I put down in words how wonderful life is with Sir Elton in the world. I hope you don't mind, I hope you don't mind that I put down in words how wonderful life is while you're in the world. Really good. Thank you. You've got a good voice. I did go on the X Factor many years ago. But did you? The, le- the less said about that, the better. You're getting a tech. People are starting to look at you now. You can hold your tune now, can't you? I, I what, do. What's your day job? My day job. I work for a recycling company in the um, in the West Midlands called uh, Jack Moody's Landscape and Civil Engineering. Yeah. And they deal with uh, recycling. Yeah. various green waste products and food waste 
and they turn it into compost. Um, I'm still standing a bit of a tune. <laughs> yes. Go on. Don't you know I'm still standing better than I ever did? Looking like a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. I'm still standing after all this time, picking up the pieces of my life without you on my mind. I'm still standing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still standing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on you. We've never had an away fan singing on this podcast before. We've been told where to go by Liverpool fans, but singing with such pride. How has this season been for you with Watford? Because you're an established Premier League team now, and yet you've tailed away pretty badly after Christmas and changed your manager. Well, the problem there was um, obviously when a, when a club at our level does so well, then you have bigger clubs like... Everton, for example, who came poaching Marco Silva, which kind of turned his head and, you know... I was at that game in... It was in November you played West Ham at home and I thought it would be Silva's last game as a Watford fan because he was going to Watford and the Watford players thought that as well but Watford decided that they didn't want to let the manager go to Everton and then it sort of fell apart after that, didn't it? Well, yeah, well, it's it's like with any uh, situation when something so big or a bigger job opportunity comes along it tends to turn the head of the manager and you kind of then you know you push yourself for a better position I mean before before Marco Silva came to Watford after getting relegated with all the previous season Crystal Palace came looking at him and obviously Crystal Palace are a little more established than what little old Watford are what do you think of Manchester United? Yeah, you can't knock Man United for what they've done. I mean, Alex Ferguson's really been the, the main instigator in Manchester United's success over the years. Um, I know since, since he departed and he brought David Moyes in, things haven't kind of congealed back to the Fergie way, so to speak. But you can't, you can't knock Man United for what they've done. They're a big club, they're a great club. And... You know, even now, Sir Alex is now sitting in the boardroom or at the minute in a hospital bed. Um, you know, they, they will strive to get back to the level of what they did in the 80s, 90s and early 2000s. What we did in the early 80s was get beat by Watford and get knocked out the FA Cup, but I know exactly where you're coming from. I was saying that, <laughs> so did Arsenal. We were the first club in four years to uh, kick them out of the FA Cup. Well, finally, a prediction for today. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to see Watford beat them three-one. Um, but I bet you would. It, it would be nice, but we've also got to uh, consider results um, of Newcastle, Bournemouth, and Brighton as to whether we end up finishing tenth or whether we stay thirteenth. There's one point nine million pounds per, per position, isn't there? So, so like ten million quid. Well, we're, we're we're playing for the money today, and Manchester United are just waiting for next week where they can go out and beat Chelsea in the FA Cup final thank you for your time you're welcome you're listening to that <laughs> welcome to the post-match bit of the United We Stand podcast um, I believe Andy's done half of it um, and if uh, what he's told me is on it is true um, you'll probably be glad to hear us <laughs> 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 uh, right with me I've got John Ashton I've got Ant Short Bloomy's here Aaron's here 
Um, Stu Edwards, uh, he didn't bother today, so I don't know where he is, but uh, he didn't miss out. So there's just the five of us. We're not really going to go into mm. the game too much. We thought we'd do a bit of a season review because uh, we could spend here literally the rest of tonight talking about that game in the same way that we talked about just about every other game. Um, in terms of just the sort of last three or four games, that's got to be one of the weakest, tamest, most boring ends to a season I think we've ever had. Yeah, we needed one point <clears throat> didn't we, from three games. I got it. Yeah, and I thought, you know, at least he could play a couple of kids mm. or play some attacking football. But I, I just sense today that the, you know, the whole the whole ground, the whole club seems very flat at the moment. Do you remember that season where when we pissed the league and the last three games of the season, he just put half a team up and we got beat three 0 pretty much every game. That was better than the end of the season <laughs> that we've just had. Um, yeah, it was just all Saturday going. You just can't wait for this to end. Even even a cup final next week, he's thinking, I just I just can't wait for a break. Can't wait for it to end, mate. <laughs> God, I just can't. I'm and just... It, you know, it's worth saying as well though that there was lads, you know, probably paid mm. two days off work, mm. three, you know, maybe 300, 400 quid going to um, Brighton and West Ham. The last two weeks, dickheads like me. Yeah, and I, I, I do, I do, I feel really sorry for him. They deserve a lot better than that, in my opinion. Thanks, mate. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a bit flat, hasn't it? At the end of the season, I think um, when you get when you get into games where you know it was a formality that we were going to finish second, um, and yeah, like I said, they're not dead rubbers, but you know they're, they're meaningless games really. And uh, today was another one of them. It, it's unmemorable, uh, and at the minute, I'm not. I'm not enjoying. Not looking forward to United. I'm not watching. I'm not enjoying watching them either. Yeah, if you hear some, if you hear some music that, that sounds like it's come from a fairly eastern part of Europe, it's uh, it's Bloomy's new ringtone. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, speaking of which, um, what's this about Lou being found in the back of your car? Oh, that, this this is years ago. This fucking up. Blackburn away. I drove that one night, and um, I never. Nothing happened. Just happened. The lads just happened to find some lube in the car. <laughs> That's like you do. Like you do. So, so, who's was what? it? No, we went. We, they're hanging. I remember we went going out in into uh, the Arndale one day, and they're handed out like outside Ann Summers bags and shit. <laughs> and the missus got happened to get one well, and left it in the, it in the fucking car, didn't she? And everyone thought I'd been fucking. Does it not worry that she, you, it was found in the back and not the front? Yeah, I've got an embarrassing story about that. I owned my cousin's car once, and uh, he had a similar pack in it. And I decided to put it in the glove compartment and uh, start a new job. And I took a colleague out, and I said, "Hey, I can." It was a woman as well. I said, "Hey, I can you just uh, get my phone out the glove compartment?" She opened it up, condoms and lube. For her. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. You see, even you've got to laugh, haven't you? Um, I'm not sure if I'm. I'm not sure if I've had, I'm satisfied with your answer to that question. If I'm, if I'm being honest. How long ago was it? That year. City won the league, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Could be for you. Fair for you. Yeah. Yeah. The first one. The first one. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Twenty thirteen. When we thought we were going to win it at Blackburn that night. So, um, have you uh, used it all yet? Saturday, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, just instead of going, obviously United have won today, but it was it was just an unbelievably testimonial performance, um, and it wasn't even as good as that. I think you even described it as worse than Soccer Aid. But um, just sort of let's not dwell on today from a game point of view. Let's just sort of summarise just the season in general. Where would you sort of put this in the grand scheme of the sort of last ten ten seasons? It'll be one of them. You just look back. It'll be. In, it, 
not a bad statistic, will it? You don't look at points and everything else. But in terms of memorable games of football, it's forgettable, very forgettable. It's not Van Gaal's second season bad, but I don't think it's even been anywhere near as good as last season. In terms, like I said, we've done better in points wise, but I preferred last season to this. I think he's um, the manager's performance has just been adequate. I think you, you come to Old Trafford to enjoy football, don't you? And if someone told me now, mm. you know, United can win every game 1 0 next year, but you can't watch it and not enjoy it, then I, I wouldn't take it. So, like, you know, it's far more than that. You, you watch football for a release and to enjoy, and I'm just not, I don't think I can count on one hand the amount of games I've enjoyed at Old Trafford this season, unfortunately. Nothing will be that answer than our season for me. So I saw 13 goals at my end that year, so <laughs> I'm not. It's nowhere near as well. We actually started off pretty well this season, and I think I said it a few times that Liverpool game for me at Anfield, it just seemed to go downhill after that, and yeah. performances went downhill as well. 13 goals is that all you saw? That's what I saw. You know, yeah. no, I think, like, no. like I said to you before, no one didn't use that loop. The, the difference between this team and the Van Gaal team is that we let them just pass the ball from side <laughs> to side. That's what all it's games turned out to be like. <laughs> That's what it's looking like, isn't it? Aaron, where would you place the season in terms of how would you sum it up? I think if we'd have been closer to City points-wise, and we could have probably called it a relative success. We finished second in the league, but we have been uh, the best of best of the rest, really, which. You know, it's not it's not the end of the world, but it, I, I look for performances and look for consistency. And too often this season, um, you know, we've been inconsistent. We've we've turned up for games thinking we can just roll teams over, um, and yeah, I, I'm struggling really for to count the really good performances on one hand. Tottenham get a bit of stick, don't they? Because obviously they get a lot of praise. Mm. Some some people don't like to see them praise because they never win anything. But they've won, I think they won five four today. I mean five four. That's our goal difference in November. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you might get a pot at the end of it. But... Just on that, then, is obviously does you've often used this phrase means to an end, John? Does winning the FA Cup next week make this a season of success or not? Well, you've always, any season you win a trophy, you've got to class it as a success because you've finished second in the league. But the difference, success, like that's just said, you could win one nil every week and it would be a success. But it's it's terms of. Mm. How will you perform? There's a, there's a way to play at this club, but and I know it's a bit of a cliche, but you, you can't just you can't just win at all costs. And does winning the FA Cup save this season? Mm. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, but like it doesn't doesn't make memories, does it? And um, I know there'll be a lot of people listening, thinking you know you're miserable, you know you're spoiled, and you know you what I mean. But how, I mean, who, who enjoyed today? You think, can't, can well, you? What's the most frustrating thing is no. it's not like we've not got the players there to not be able to be. You know, you should yeah. be going to watching Paul Pogba and Sanchez and them sort of players and be entertained by him. You shouldn't have to be functional with those sort of players. Spends what... 150 million every season and we're, we're shit to watch. Yeah. And letting the cat out of the bag there that our wives listen to this podcast. <laughs> Shouting at us, calling us miserable <laughs> bastards, right. and how much they hate us. Yeah, um, does winning the FA Cup save the season? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. But as as the lad said, it's not been great from. I'd say from that Liverpool game onwards, they've gone into themselves a little bit for me. It, it was it was going well up until that. There was free flowing football, and I think it just. Yeah, he's, it's, the manager's. Uh, you know, he's he's made. I, I think the uh, club feels really flat. Yeah. That's my problem. Yeah. I, I mean, <clears> even like um, today. The players look flat, they don't look like they run a lot. I mean, even when the manager has a press conferences, he's flat as anything. He's never never on, you know, like he used no, to be, charismatic. I just think we're an incredibly boring club at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Back to that point in a minute. Just a quick one, Aaron, FA Cup, does that save the season for you? Well, yeah, because it'll be a great day out, won't it? And then that, that'll just uh, be, be a highlight of the season. Yeah. Um, but, you know, 
the fact that I'm, I can't wait for the season to end mm. speaks speaks mm. volumes about how the last uh, six, six, seven games have gone for me. Just yeah. wait till you hear my player of the season. That's that'll <laughs> sum the fucking season up for you. Um, speaking of the cup final, John, how'd you get on in the ballot? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get chubbed for it that way, but no, as as. Um, as you're well aware, I um, woke up pissed up in an hotel room the day of the, the applications were done and realised I'd forgot to apply for me and four of my mates. And are they so still your mates? Very, that was a very, very difficult conversation in the morning. Are they still um, your mates? I saw Kerry before. Yeah, well, Kerry's managed to get, to get one, so, yeah. he's, so he's still my mate now. Yeah. But, uh, the others, the others have still got a fat whack. if you got one and weren't in the rest of the <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I reckon he's still got one. Do you reckon? Yeah. yeah, you've got connections. You could easily land on one. To be honest, that's the thing. I, I probably could sort one or two, but sorting four is a difficult one. So I kind of just start doing some outs. Right, I'll go to the bottom of the queue for that one. But we'll see what happens on Saturday. You still coming out? We'll see what happens on Saturday. What? You still coming to the? You still coming down? I don't know yet. Yeah. I'm going to decide this week. Yeah, right. I'll be I'll be bullying you all week. <laughs> um, he'll be on that couch. Don't you fucking worry about it. Um, Obviously, we talked about um, you know the season. We're going to just we'll we'll come back to that in a minute in terms of sort of high points and stuff. But um, a few players today that I'm guessing that it was obvious through team selection and obviously through a couple of substitutions who we've probably seen the last of today. Uh, who would you place into that category? Have we seen the back of <clears throat> Blind, Damien? Well, you're hoping that them sort of players are going to be going. Um, Carrick obviously although I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a contract extension because they played alright didn't he so, so that best be feel yeah, that's the fuck he has been every yeah. Yeah. But, but of, all, of all them players <coughs> we played today would you really be that arsed if any of them went I don't, I don't know uh, we've spent about £500 million pounds trying to replace Michael Carrick and our best midfielder is still Michael fucking Carrick that's yeah, the saddest part um, I think there's a big question mark over uh, Martial being left out as well today he's well. stormed off apparently yeah. he's, he's left the ground and put in a huff because <coughs> Yeah, but well, he, does, he's he does that after scoring too. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on who 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 out we who have we seen today? I can't get me fucking words out. Who have we seen today, and perhaps who haven't we seen that you don't think we'll see next season? The thing is, there's that many players who are like you know six, seven out of ten. You'd probably give them as footballers if that um, you know matter for one. Um, blind. Rojo, you know, you could you could get rid of of half the squad, couldn't you? But then you can't do that because you're not going to replace them. I don't think I've been more arsed about United team for a good long time, yeah. a good few years. This is one of the most unarsed, uninterested set of lads. If, do you remember when United ended up having like? I didn't. I, it was that that time when we we had like Jamba Jamba and Clevison yeah. and fucking Belly on. It's got that sort of feel about it, hasn't it? Yeah, but there's, there's definitely five, there's five on the pitch today that could could mm. potentially be leaving and. Um, I still have a few question marks over McTominay. I don't. I don't really think he's good enough, and I know that's quite harsh. But you know, it takes a certain footballer to play for United, and he seems to always take the safe option. And you know, he's drilled positionally. Anybody Mourinho to just stand in a certain zone, and it's not good enough, is it for United? What's, what's annoying today, though? Why, why play a game, and it was a meaningless game, with a load of reasonably unmotivated players anyway? When you could, why not play some yeah. of the kids? That's what I mean. When I saw the squad, for just, I know what's going to happen again. It's going to be the same boring shite. Unless, like, if you got a couple of the kids in, it gives you a bit of energy and stuff. And you know, yeah. what are we getting? For? He might have just wanted certain players mm. to mm. have a final appearance. I think that that was definitely a yeah. theme of it, yeah. without a doubt. Mm. Um, yeah, staying then. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the other, I don't know if you've read it in the mag, but there's a, there's a reference to the fact that Eric Bailly might not be uh, getting on very well with the manager either, which would be a little bit concerning. Well, I think the problem with our centre halves is they're all about the same level. We've got about five. I know everybody, you know, 
goes on about Bay and um, Jones at times. And but I think all our centre halves will put them in a seven out of ten bracket when you consider all their injuries as well. So Mourinho come out I think something, something really weird. Though, didn't he about saying yeah. that the reason why he's not been playing him is because he's not going to the World Cup and he wanted to give the World Cup <clears throat> players a chance or something. Is that what, during one of his interesting yeah, press conferences? <laughs> yeah. No, but Eric. That Bailly, was an odd yeah. thing to say. Yeah. I think United have got about five centre halves that are all seven out of ten. They've all got faults, um, whether it be injuries or the performance on the field. So I would just like us to get rid of one of those, maybe whether it be Rojo or you know any of them. And just bring in the spur. The I, I, yeah. I think the problem that we've got with our defenders and pretty much most of the side actually is, is that they do put in the seven out of tens, but their best games are only eight out of tens. You don't yeah, get yeah, nines yeah. and tens, and you don't get those absolutely standout performances where you leave the ground raving about you one player. That, yeah, you could say that about the whole team as yeah. well. I, I think every single performance where I've been, you know, positive when I'm leaving the ground this year um, has been mainly. It's been like workmanlike performances rather than actual, you know, dominating the team. I don't think we do. I just think we we grind games out. Yeah, there's definitely a, a theme around the United support of real apathy, real like thank fuck that season's over with, and that's not a great indictment of the no. squad, but also the manager. At what point do you think he's going to start to tip over the edge from a fans backing him and wanting him to stay? Because I think at the minute fans. Want him to stay, but yeah, I think they want him to stay, but they want him to play better and they want him to cheer up. But at what point do you think that changes to he needs to go now? They'll probably give him another season, but you know, the ties might be thrown out the pram before then. If he doesn't get who he wants in uh, in the summer, if he doesn't get who he wants in the summer, then um, you know, he's going to be grumbling. He won't be shy going to the press, slagging off you know, the powers that be. Um, but yeah, I mean, probably. Probably October, November. If, um, if they're eight eight seven or eight points behind, it's alarm bells are ringing it's down the It's pretty simple, isn't it? Next year we have mm. to entertain and we have to challenge the league. If you don't, mm. then it's mm. probably never going to happen. On I it. think it's got to that point, and it where we all think he's, he's um, mm. destiny's like a couple of months into next season. Yeah. You know, either way, yeah. I don't. Um, we can't be at this stage next season mm. where every game you go into is pretty shit. You know, fans travelling five hundred miles on a bloody Friday night and then. Just watching absolute shite served up, you know. I think um, I'm hoping that he'll change his ways, but I'm not 100% he will. Okay, quick one uh, before we get on to that our, our end of season awards. Uh, United FA Cup final prediction? Uh, I'd rather be playing anyone other than Chelsea because it's just our record against them isn't great, but I don't know. I think it's going to be tight. I think it'll be an extra time job. I think we'll win 2 1 after extra time. Yeah, I can see it being quite tight. The league game at Old Trafford a couple of months ago. It's probably the worst standard of United and Chelsea game I've seen in years, um, but I, I think we can just not um, sneak it. Yeah, yeah. I think, we'll just, I think we'll just nick it two one. I reckon. I think it'll be extra time. Like, I don't think yeah. we'll keep a clean sheet, so one all and then snatch it in extra time. Hopefully. Here we go again, slagging United off, and then we all predict that we're going to win a, going to win a trophy in a, in a week's time. Yeah, but they, they'll have just rested every fucker, wouldn't they? I would imagine. Um, I remember United getting beat 5 1 at Watford the week before the Cup final. I remember us getting beat 4 0 the week before the Cup final at Forest in 1990. The funniest thing about that game was there was a Palace one. Yeah, we got beat by Forest 4 0. We were 4 down after 27 minutes, and uh, we'd all been battling to get in. Because the, the, there was too many bits, and then we end, after 20 minutes we're fighting to get back out. It was, it was, it was fucking great. Um, yeah, I uh, I think if the United that turned up against Tottenham turns up against Chelsea, I actually think United win that game well, more it. comfortably. These big games, we seem to 
Yeah, it's not a big games we've fucked it up in this season. I think we've sorted that bit out, but it yeah. seems to have come at a cost of how we're playing uh, in some of these other games. So, no, I think uh, I, I'm I'm going to go 2-0 United actually, and I think it'll be a, an easier day for us than, than you guys have suggested. So, either I'm going to look an absolute genius next week or I'm going to stand out as the biggest twat on this podcast more than I normally do um, I've asked you for a couple of questions just to sort of wrap it up uh, what's your high and low mm. point um, the high would obviously have to be in terms of my own experience because I wasn't at the, at the derby that's probably would be the high point but Tottenham in the cup semi-final um, was probably my favourite day low point Anything over the last month or so <laughs> West, West Brom at home the alarm going off on match day yeah. Yeah. high and low point um, my low point definitely was Seville. Um, I, I just thought everything, it just wasn't the Man United that I know. And, you know, started watching when I was younger. Um, he'd have a go even if it were Real Madrid. You know, it was just absolutely shit that night. I, I can't even. Um, most of the night I've been leaving the ground since Celta Vigo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we just nearly got knocked out. Yeah, you were furious about that. Yeah, we got a load of grief yeah. on the podcast after that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, the next one was um, the high point, I think, has to be the Manchester derby. Um, I just think City's season has run a bit flat, and that's due down to that. Yeah. I thought it was it was everything for them to win it against us, and we, you know we spoiled it. Yeah, you say about Seville, but for me, West Brom, that was that was even worse for me. It was shocking. Um, just everything about it and the fact that City won the league that day as well. But the high point was the derby because beating them, and it's forever tainted now. That for them, it's that that's hurt them. You can tell they, they, you can see it in the face when you whenever they talk about it. It's, they wanted that more than anything else, and we took it away from. Them, so that's got to be the eye for me. Yeah, I enjoyed the derby. I enjoyed uh, enjoyed the semi final as well against against Spurs. You come to me last, and everyone's given given the answer I'm going to give. So, right. yeah. Um, yeah, like Shaw says, the Seville game was absolutely diabolical. I can't remember being so angry. I was that angry after that game that I couldn't speak because um, you know they they were a good side mm. and they were just the way Mourinho set up and you could just see it coming. That was the worst thing. And, and if you can see it coming and the manager can't, then you got to worry. Yeah, I uh, and were you blew me on the low part. I wasn't at Seville. Um, I've not mentioned it before. But I was at Cheltenham, uh, but uh, West Brom at home. Yeah. I think largely because it came after what we did, yeah. Um, yeah. which was everybody's high mm. point, winning that derby. Um, when them tramps parade that tra- that trophy around Manchester tomorrow, probably in front of a handful of people, um, we know that deep down that it's this tinge of regret yeah. that they didn't manage to win it against us. It and you look at how time. it kills them every time. And mm. no matter what, they're going to lift the Premier League trophy tomorrow, and there's going to be tinges of regret that they didn't do it against us and you only have to look back to their comments on Twitter the night of that derby game it really really rankled with them so when they're doing that tomorrow night just remember that because they fucking hated what we did to them in that game so you know I think that was definitely the high point Uh, there was a couple of others as well I think the semi-final was a good call I thought the first half against Liverpool where we clearly proved that we are a better side than them on our day Mm. And then uh, I think the other one that stood out, I thought the, the away game at Arsenal was, was an exceptional game of football and United completely Word deserved. Like. I thought it was <laughs> <laughs> did the job, yeah, absolutely. Watford away was pretty good as well. Anyway, um, I was eating them last night in the travel lodge watching Eurovision <laughs> while, while, you were eating a, while you were eating a three-course dinner uh, that I was meant to be at, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm just standing around the pastels here. Um, right, play of the season. Um, we'll do third place first each. So, dubs. I was thinking about this before. It's one of those seasons where, apart from where, for me, the winner stands out. From second to about tenth, I don't think there's actually that much between them all. Um, so third, I'm going to go 
Ashley Young, who I think has had a really good season. And one thing that baffles me with United fans is when they go on about us needing new left backs. I mean, how good do they think a new left back's going to be? Mm. Romelu Lukaku, which is, you know, he's, he's fit to play most games, which means he's automatically better than half the fucking squad. And then, um, if we hadn't been for his know, goals this season, God knows where we'd have been. Yeah, and he, you know, he, he puts he puts a lot of effort in, and you know, he has got limitations, but. You know he's really, really grafted this year as a United player, and you know hopefully he can improve his all-round game. I'm, uh, I'm going to go for Matic, number three. I, f- I thought he started off really well first couple of months. Had a little dip. Um, he picks up again. You, soon you after. sat behind us today in a box up. Yeah, most good. people just spent the second half watching him rather than watching <laughs> football. Yeah, I think he's been pretty solid. He's been all right. So number three for me. Um, mm. I think for the goals he scored Lukaku for me he came mm. here was question mark over whether he could do it at a big club whether he could do it against other big mm. teams um, and just for his goals <clears throat> after Christmas um, you know without those goals I don't think we'd have come second in the league yeah totally one thing's definitely for sure you've got to score goals to win games of football so you know I mm. totally agree and I'm going to put Lukaku third as well I think his goals have been alright I actually like the way he carried on playing when he was getting mm. shit around Christmas time I think he kept his head down I think since sort of February time I think he's played really well and I think he's actually done quite well assisting on other goals as well so he's in third for me uh, second Lukaku let's move on then for all them uh, reasons again, yeah again I'm, not, I'm the same as Ant there I think he is limited and I don't think he's been that great but I think he's without his goals like you said we'd struggle and, and the last three games without him in there of that, that focal point of the team you realise that we do miss that sort of striker probably. yeah it's going to be good to see him back next week isn't it yeah we are set on second now. We are on second now. We're on second. <coughs> okay. Um, I'll have De Gea because. Um, second. Yeah, I do think he's second. The reason I'm I'm saying I'll come to my, I'll tell you why he's second when I come to my number one. Um, <laughs> That's my lie. No, he's second because um, you know I, I think he, he leads by example. He, he want, he's he's never in the press crying about you know wanting to leave and stuff despite him being probably. Better than us, he could be on his in his fourth European Cup final next week if he if he'd have left. Um, but you never hear a peep out of him. Just you know, effort and leading by example. And I think he should be our captain. Just had to have a little pause there. Normally, when I pause something, it's because something completely and utterly litigious has just been uttered, and I'm having to get on the phone to lawyers. Uh, but somebody wanted a set of jump leads. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's for a car or for a person, but uh, <laughs> we uh, we couldn't we couldn't help. Or for United even. Had you finished? Um, no, I, I was up to the point where I said De Gea number two, and I just think United are missing a trick by not making him captain because, you know, players come to clubs because they want to play with others, and you know I think we have to do everything to keep those world class players. Do you, do, do you reckon he's um, looking at the fact that since that fax machine didn't work, he could have won three European Cups and probably yeah, regretting it? Four final next week, yeah, and that's that's just unbelievable, isn't it? And he's still at United. We drop him for finals usually. Yeah. <laughs> well, just on that, you, obviously Romero making an appearance today. Um, he did make one brilliant save, but then also dropped one. Um, we're not going to see him next week, surely. Oh, that was the thing today. I think whoever played today won't be playing next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Second place, Lukaku for me. Goals, and he's improved a lot as well as all-round game. Usually, what they said. So, yeah. Relative this week, and I'm going to say Ashley Young. He's done. A, he's done a really good job at left back. He's not a left back clearly, uh, and it does frustrate the hell out of me how he's, uh, he tries to play balls down the line with uh, the the outside of his right foot. But he's he's marked the uh, the best player in the in the league supposedly out of, out of the game twice. Uh, who I don't think is that good anyway. 
by the way. Um, I think he's had a fluke season, but yeah, Ashley Young for me. Salah. You're right, you're right. Salah's had a fluke season. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love a fluke season like that. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when Stu Edwards? Only 45th goal. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, 40 of them were offside. The. Uh, yeah, fucking hell. The, um, do you remember when Steve Edwards said he thought uh, Ashley Young had a poor game against him at Old Trafford? He didn't have a fucking oh, yeah. sniff at any point during the night. Uh, I'm, I'm giving mine to De Gea as well, largely because there is not a fucking chance I'm giving Manchester United's player of the year to a goalkeeper. I just can't do it. He's been outstanding, but there's an also an element to say he's just done his job exceptionally well, um, and that's, uh, that's all I can say. But there's no way I'm giving him um, the player of the year because I just can't do that. That's not United's philosophy, so hey, that's it. Right, who's your player of If anyone's being fair, De Gea absolutely pisses it. Well, we're not being fair, but there's only you being fair. Yeah, I'm just going to be fair and say De Gea. I know, but that's just wrong, isn't it? I know, it's horrible. It's 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 Do you know, what, someone was telling me he's made the fourth most saves in the league. That's no, just a disgrace. He, he, he genuinely, like I said, if, if, probably Lukaku was seven out of ten at second. How can you praise about nine and a half? How can you praise those clowns in front of him if he's made the fourth most saves? Hmm. Like you usually, well, you, you, you get off on one when Phil Jones even walks on the pitch. <laughs> Doesn't have to play well. Well, did you like him tripping over the AstroTurf carpet? I thought you. Phil Jones thing I've ever seen, wasn't it? See, De Gea. I'm Matic me. Um, I just think um, he's really come in and made a, bit, a difference in games against good opposition, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's why I'm giving it him. De Gea, because our fucking best player, simple as that. So. Well, that's you not really how it works, though, is it? I know, but he has been this season. He has been. He's our best player, and he has been this season. So, yeah. simple. Hasn't he won our actual Player of the Year award? Uh, how, yeah. how many games do you reckon he's had something to do in? As a United goalie, how many games do you reckon he's had something to do it doing? It's, I don't think it's that where he's made had to make a good save. I reckon half. So how, how can the goalie in by by that? How can the goalie be Player of the Year? because there's no outstanding no, no, outfield players. Been, no, that's no, that's been, no, Matic has made an impact in far more games than half. Definitely. No. Uh, De Gea. Mm. De Gea. <laughs> but, but, you know, just purely by the, mm. uh, the number of points that he has won us, and saying that Lukaku's won us points since Christmas, without mm. De Gea's saves in certain games, um, then we won't finish second. And, yeah. he, you know, if you're looking at world-class players, um, you know, he, he's one of our few. Yeah. Player of the year should be someone who is faultless in training, um, does a brilliant performance when they're out on the field of play, and brings absolute delight to the people that follow it. So I'm, I'm giving it to uh, Nicky Anderson's Altior, the horse who won the champion <laughs> chase. Um, and if anything sums up United season, I've had to give my fucking player of the year award to a fucking horse. That's how fucking bad it's been. So yeah, that's it. I can't bring myself to give it to anybody else. So that's it, really. Um, Right, um, thanks for everything this season, gents, um, and for uh, sticking out here, doing podcasts um, after the game, obviously selling the mag's been, uh, it's definitely been our toughest year yet on the weather point of view, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good, nice today, um, but probably too warm today. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought it was a bit hot. Is it, is it just, um, is it too hard to ask for fucking mild weather? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So United have let us down all season, the skies have let us down all season, but uh, anyway, we appreciate all your feedback and your comments and for the consistent downloads of it. If you want us to keep doing that, then keep doing it um, and we'll keep coming back and doing these things. Um, we will be back after Wembley. I don't know whether Andy's doing it or whether he wants me to do one as well. We'll, uh, we'll sort some out, but uh, certainly from us, from a seller's point of view, thanks for all your feedback. It's been great and thanks for listening to us uh, because we appreciate it and have a great summer. 
Thanks for listening to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet. We offer the best available odds on a United win as well as a host of special bets created by Red. With half our net profits being donated to United supporters groups, Red Army Bet is about fans, by fans, for fans. Check out our website redarmybet.com or download the app. Red Army Bet, we all follow United.